Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. So this week, uh, this month, actually, I've got I got Brad Graff and, and uh, Parker Johnson back here with me for Valley Transportation. And there's... Uh, I thought I'd call you guys and talk to you about trucking, but there's really nothing to talk about. It's just calm and easy going, and not much happening out there right now, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> okay. Now, seriously, there's a lot of stuff happening right now in, in the trucking industry. And, you know, Brad, as you take a look at what's going on, last time we talked, there was, you know, we started seeing some climbing interest rates. We started seeing some things. Now we've got, you know, Anywhere between six and seven percent interest rates, depending on what where you're where you're getting your money from and those kind of things. But um, as you're looking at that, Brad, have you noticed anything glaring right now that shows, hey, you know what, our our uh, our trucking availability is is starting to really kind of break free more now because of this recessionary talk we're seeing, or are are you seeing the same level of business you've seen since you know the last sixty days? You know, in our market, it, it hasn't uh, fallen off much. You know, it, it may be lightened up a little. It's not as uh, pressured as it was. Um, I know there's other markets that, that have uh, lightened up a lot more than we have. The van and reefer side, like we talked last time, is is softer, I think. Um, you know, equipment's still moving. I mean, yep. there's plenty of stuff out here to haul. So Yep. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff to haul. We got, we're waiting on stuff. You know, the backlogs from the factories are... are uh, not, I'll just leave it. They're not easing up any. This, this seems like right. it's the same the same pressure that we've seen there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Parker, when you're looking at just from a, a booking freight side of it, um, the availability of trucks, are you still seeing um, some pressure there, or, or do you starting to see more more trucks kind of show back up in the marketplace from the um, you know the the job board side of it, the freight board side of it? Yeah, the pressure the pressure isn't nearly as, as as bad as it was, you know, two or three months ago. Uh, we got the availability of trucks is it's it's out there compared to them. Um, you know, we're we're getting stuff picked up in a lot you know quicker time timely manner and stuff like that. But there's still a lot of stuff coming in. And the phones keep ringing and emails keep coming in. Right on. Okay. 
So I'll throw this out to both of you. So I've I've read and talked to and and you know seen different articles out there and 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 those kind of things, YouTube videos, which is you know it's a great place to get your news. Um, <laughs> you know, they're talking about this death shortage. You know, so we've, I've been hearing about it for about two or three months now. The East Coast is you know all but out, and oh my God, we're all we're all you know death shortages and this that and the other thing. Is there any? I mean, you guys use use death like crazy. So I mean, is there any any rumor, any fact to that rumor out there that you can tell? Yeah, I, you know, I I had been hearing the same thing you had. So I uh, we were with our fuel supplier the other day, which is probably one of the largest ones in in the country. You know, so we dealt. I, I asked him the question, and he he told me that it's all bogus. He goes, they have they have all kinds of death and that's one thing we're not going to run out of. So, um, he was pretty positive to say that, that there wasn't going to be a shortage. And a lot of this is just driven by drivers and somebody, some driver must've went in and a store that was short that day or something. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I see it every little convenience store I go to, I see those little two gallon or three gallon, whatever they are, those little three gallon jugs of death out there everywhere. So I, I can't, yeah. I can't imagine that. If they've got two or three gallon jugs of death, that I can't imagine that like the, the flying jays and the, you know, loves and those kind of places like that are going to have anything other than you know, bulk death kind of about everywhere. So, I checked with our buyers here too, and and you know we buy all bulk, so they just come in and pump up a three hundred gallon tank for us here at the yard. So yeah, and, uh, we're not having any issues getting death. So right on, okay. So. Price of diesel. That that's uh, it's not you know it's it's still there. Um, seems like there's some some pricing pressures have kind of subsided a little bit. I don't necessarily see the the huge jumps in prices week over week over week like we've seen over the past couple of months. As you guys are are looking at this and you're looking at you know freight surcharges and those kind of things, what what are you seeing on on the fuel side of it and how's that how's that working with your business right now? Well, the fuel, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a hindrance on our, our, uh, our business. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it a lot with the owner operators. Yeah. They, they just can't afford to run with these prices, you know, that it, it's, uh, it's causing issues. We, we've had, uh, quite a few owner operators just stop and quit, you know, so mm-hmm. the smaller carriers that are trying, that don't have the discounts and the things we do in place, they're, they're really struggling. So, yeah, I think, uh, I was talking to my insurance guy the other day. He said he had 13 carriers the prior week that, uh, closed up their doors and just went out wow. of business. 13 so, of them, huh? Yeah. 13 is a big number, you yeah. know, just in a week for, and that was just one small insurance company. So, yeah. But we've seen it here locally. We had a we had a carrier uh, just north of here in Rochester close its doors. Uh, they had somewhere around ninety or hundred trucks. They they just locked up. Really, that was a big one. Yeah, yep. So it's it's causing it's causing difficulties. You know, you just we can't make money at these prices. Right. With this level, I mean, we can't charge you charge enough to to compensate. So right. If, if we are getting fuel surcharge that comes close to meeting what we're sp- spending on the fuel, everything else we touch is way too high. Yeah. You know, tires doubled in price and 
oil's just crazy, and uh, you know, labor labor is, yeah. is horrendous. Everything uh, everything's way out of whack right now today. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we charge you three and a half dollars a mile today, we we don't feel we're really making anything. You know, so yep. it gets difficult. You know, we're not used to these prices. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, it would be hard to make. Yeah. I mean, three and a half dollars a mile to make at five. What is it? Five fifty diesel, and right. I have no idea what DEF even costs. So I mean, it's I can't imagine it's any cheaper than it was. So you know, yeah, it definitely makes it hard. You know, bidding the freight. You hate you hate giving out them big prices, but you need to. You got to right. be able to pay your driver, your fuel, all your other stuff, and but you still need the freight too. So you got to try and find that happy medium, and uh, you know you don't want to bid yourself out of work either. Yep. Yep, that's that's the other question I was thinking about too. I was driving down the road the other day, and I I was going across the interstate, and you know, about every third sign I saw, there was someone advertising for a truck driving job. You know, and uh, when when you guys are looking at that labor thing, like what what is the like you talked about earlier, your local community college, there was some truck driving schools that you guys were part of, and trying to you know get more people involved with that. But that that younger generation coming into into this uh, uh, into this industry, I mean. If you were to talk to him right now about it, what what would you say to him about that would that you would get them drawn drawn into this into this career? You know, the biggest thing is is, is uh, just what they can make. I mean, I think they 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 can make a really good living, you know, mm-hmm. uh, off of uh, driving. So, you know, that there's that you got to find the right guy because not everybody wants to be gone two weeks at a time, you know. So. Right. You know, and we've we've got other options that keep them home and get them home every week, but but uh, those are limited, so that those ones seem to stay full more. You know, so. Right. But these guys that are going out and, and and you know we we deliver out of Iowa and go to California, they're these guys are going to be gone two weeks before they really get routed back through here. You know, right. so yeah, it gets uh, but you get those guys and that you know somebody that that either either hasn't started their family yet or is on the other side of that and the family's gone you know mm-hmm. you can get the guys that want to just get out there and run too so yeah yeah do you yeah, think they can, they can make a lot of money and see see the countryside and all that different stuff and yeah we were just talking yesterday with, about a driver in a meeting yesterday and what was he gonna have like a hundred and just insane amount of miles like he does a great job and you know salaries and his uh you know annual safety bonuses and stuff like that like he's he's taking home a lot of money yeah yeah do you ever envision a time brad and you're in this kind of in this industry here where companies like yours you, you start having um maybe five or six different places throughout the country where you're doing more of that that you know 200 mile radius or 500 mile radius or whatever that radius is to kind of keep guys maybe an overnight or something like that to where you can keep drivers that are kind of like you're talking like those local stuff. Do you ever, do you ever think that's what morph into something like that? You know, we've, we've talked about it a lot around, around here. I, it just, I don't know that it works so good on the equipment side. Right. I mean, there's so many more variables to sure. it. You got, yeah. you know, if I, if I'm running across the country with a, with say a combine, yep. you know, we get, we get 500 miles down the road. Now we switch tractors and hook a new guy to it. Mm-hmm. So do we switch all the chains off that rig and get back in the truck with the guy that's got it, all the tie down equipment has got to, you know, get right. sorted out or do, or do they switch tie down equipment? Cause now 
the guy just lost all of his. Right. And then that's the simple part. Now, now we got to reorder all new permits. Yeah, you know, that's true. You, yeah. you got to yeah. get all new oversized load permits under a different tractor and a different license plate number. You know, so so are you going to do that five times or four times going across the United States? You know, it's it gets to be pretty complicated deal. Yeah. So I don't know that uh, I don't know that it's going to work in some industries. I mean, if if I'm hauling a load of beer across the country and all I got to do is drop my trailer and have somebody else hook up to it and go again, yeah, I think it works pretty good, you know. Right. But yeah, but there's a lot to it. Yeah. With with what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that the permit side of it because some of those like every you know if you have like some states you have to have pilot cars, some states you don't. Right. And if you go halfway across the state and you have two different. Guy, oh yeah, that I can see. Plus, then I thought you're really, then you're really slowing stuff down because you know how long it takes just to get one set of permits, much less ten sets of permits. You know what I mean? Yeah, the efficiencies <laughs> are not going to be good. Yeah, so. yeah, so that's and a then, good point. And when you drop it out there, there's a good chance you don't know who's hooking up to it. It seems like well, you just order it for the next state with a different. Well, yeah. I mean, if I drop it in Colorado and go on to Cal- Colorado or California. I might not know when I drop it who's going to pick it up, right? You know, especially yep. if you're busy and and you got to try to try to regulate and get somebody through there. Yep. So it, yep. it gets complicated. Say so you're part qualified to haul a oh, yeah. load or anything. Yeah, that's that's the one thing too about that on the on the equipment side of it, versus like the the van and reefer side is you know you're hauling stuff that's you know ten foot wide. I mean you're hauling stuff that's you know. 16 foot tall i mean you're, you're hauling all these different things where you have to understand what it is that you're doing you know and yeah. and I, I can see how that could that experience level of hauling equipment versus the experience level of of being a, a reefer or a van driver there's the two different it's two different specialties you know what i mean it's right. two different things there so you know we might have a guy hauling a combine out there and, and drop it and we we got three other trucks out there but none of those guys are qualified to haul that combine you know right they don't yep. know how to unload it when they get where they're going and, and what to do. So it puts you in a bad spot. So. Yeah. From a, uh, from a long-term, like, I guess long-term and short-term perspective, and either one of you can jump in here on this, but as you're looking at this, at this, where we're at now, is, has anyone given you guys a, like an indicator or, a, or a, some kind of a demand signal or something like that that's going to show Hey, you know, we think this is an eighteen-month-long thing. You know, we think this is a whatever. H- have you have you seen any any real indicator out there that says, hey, you know, we've we kind of hit the top of this inflationary marketplace, and we're going to start kind of working our way backwards here? Or, or what, what's your feel right now for the overall economy and how it's affecting the trucking side? It's hard to tell because it changes every day. <laughs> That's right. You yeah. know, yeah. The past how many times we've talked? Uh, every time it's been. Well, we thought it was going to get better, and then it didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, <laughs> for me, I, I have no idea. I thought it, I thought the worst was past us, but I don't, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah. We're seeing, uh, you know, with our conversations with some of our larger customers, they're they're thinking they're going to be good through the through the second quarter of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but but after that, uh, they they think they see some slowdown coming, you know, and and maybe drastic slowdown. So yeah, I think uh, 
you know, we're still working off of that backlog that, that we've had right now and, and yeah. people waiting on equipment and this and that, you know, I think you're going to see some of this equipment start to get turned down as it comes in, you know, some of these yeah. guys aren't going to pay these interest rates and, yeah. you know, not, then, then you know what happens, the yards start filling up and, you know, things, things start to change pretty fast. I, I know we can see it on our truck side. I mean, used, used to be, you couldn't find a truck, but it's starting to get a lot easier to find them now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've wondered that a little bit too, because some of the stuff that, that we're waiting on right now, you know, when they were wanting to buy it, it was, you know, X percent. And now it's, you know, Y percent. And it's some right. of that, there's a lot of lot of distance between X and Y right now, and that's that's right. the that's kind of the right. thing I've been I've been thinking about a little bit too. So, yeah, so it's been a it's been definitely a crazy time, um, Parker. When you're right now, if you want to order a truck and get a guy, I mean, I know it all it depends on where people are at and those kind of things. A lot of variables in there, but are you still seeing that same um, you know two or three weeks to kind of get a truck lined up, or is that has that shored up quite a bit? Yeah, like you said, it depends on the area, but I think, you know, we're, we're more in that one to two week now, okay. you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely gotten, gotten better. And, and, uh, even on our brokerage department, you know, helping, helping the transportation side of it, you know, they're finding more available outside trucks to help us with our stuff too. It seems like they're, you know, they're moving a lot more freight than they were because, you know, some of the smaller companies don't have as much freight as we have. And, you know, they, they call us, you know, hoping that we do and we have plenty of it. So. I think stuff's moving uh, moving faster than it than it was for sure. Yep, Brad, on the uh, order side, when order new uh, new trucks and stuff like that, are you seeing a little more um, speed coming out of the factory, or are you still seeing some of the similar delays like you saw? Um, you know what what we've got coming has been been pretty well on time, you know, and mm-hmm. it's showing up when it's supposed to get here. Uh, if I'm going to order a new one today, I think we're still out 10, 11 months, you know. So. Yeah. It's still got some lead time on it if you're going to try to get a new one. So yeah, the costs, of course, you know they're they're way up there, and then you put increased in interest rates on yeah. things. You know it it's going to slow the slow the deal down. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah. There's there's going to be a when the interest rates do come back down, and, and you have that opportunity to come back and do some refinancing, those kind of things are going to have some opportunities there. But getting yeah. there might be a little little harder than we thought. To start with us so absolutely yeah. um last question here and then we'll we'll shut it down from the maintenance side you're talking about oil you're talking about those kind of things um are you still seeing some real issues with getting just the basic maintenance stuff like oil filters those kind of things tires those kind of things is that stuff still in, in short supply and and uh you know obviously the price of that stuff's gone way up but are you still seeing a, a an issue with those kind of things i think you know, most of it's gotten a little better. Yeah. It's the, it's the things that you don't use every day that, that, you know, say, I say you crack a cross member frame or something. Right. Um, and you got to order that in. It, it is like an act of Congress to get some of those parts. Is that right? so, yeah. I mean, it, it, we, we sat here for four months waiting on one piece we needed for a truck that, uh, had got wrecked, you know? So yeah. it, uh, it, it is a challenge to get some of those off parts you know yeah oil oil pans have been a challenge you know uh, clutch housings yeah you know things like that 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 you don't order every day yeah if if you need something that uh 
isn't is out of the norm it, it's challenging all right okay all right yeah. parker last thing to you here if i'm if i'm looking to book some freight what what's the what's the one thing i should be paying attention to right now well that's, that's kind of hard to tell i guess uh you know where it's where it's at and where it's going to is a big thing and um, how much time you have to move it? I mean, if you need something tomorrow, it, it, that, that gets a little bit difficult. To, if you got a little bit of time, which you know now it's summertime, people aren't in the fields doing you know their their tillage and planting and combining right. and stuff. Yep. So, so right now it's you got plenty of time to work with you know getting stuff to you. So, um, it's it's not nearly as bad as it was. That's all. That's all I got to say. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just keep it's, buying. Yeah, yeah. Keep buying. That's right. Yeah, we're uh, we were talking about this the other day, and you know we're we're seeing we're seeing some similar delays, you know, and those kind of things. We're seeing some you know lead times still where they're at, and those kind of things, and allocations, and all those kind of things that come into play. But it's uh, it feels like we've we've hit that that peak. I don't know that it could get any any more worse than what it is now, but I kind of hit that peak. So hopefully, on the backside of this, things will start to kind of free up a little bit, and and. Uh, one way or the other, and we'll see what happens there. So, yeah, hopefully well, that doesn't get worse and prices keep climbing. Like yeah, that's, that's what I meant earlier when I said things aren't getting any better because the prices aren't going any getting yeah. going any lower. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the kind of the thing here, watching these prices and what they're doing. So, anyway, all right, fellas. Well, any final thoughts you guys want to throw out there before we shut down the podcast here? All good. Okay, I think we're good. Casey, right. appreciate everything. Yeah, you know, Brad and Parker, I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate Valley Transportation for uh, what they've done for me here at this podcast. So look forward to seeing you guys here in Nashville in about, uh, I don't know, a couple months here. So. Sounds Can't good, wait. Casey. Right on, guys. Parker, folks want to reach out to you and book some freight. What's the best way to do that? Give me a call at 800-657-4910 or shoot me an email at pjohnson at valleytransinc.com. Right on. And Brad, folks want to reach out to you and get... Talk, pick your brain about stuff. What's the best way to do that? Uh, 800-657-4910 or uh, email is bgraph at valleytransinc.com. It's G-R-A-F-E. So don't yep, don't, correct. Don't put a P-H in there. So no. you'll be all right. All right. I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC, LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, and check out the YouTube channel for all the uh, all the podcasts here and the video version of that. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Brad and Parker. Let's go to Smiling Folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Yeah.